In this week's parasha, at the end of the parasha, it talks about the Mishra Tefillin and the Pasuk describing the Mishra Tefillin. Thank you. Um, it says, The Tefillin should be as an ois and as a Koran. In order that the words of Hashem, Teres Hashem, should be in your mouth. To remember that Kosh Baruch took you out with Yad Chazaka. So this phrase, the man tia ters Hashem b'ficha, is 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 questionable. What exactly is this the idea of the man? In order that tia ters Hashem b'ficha. So the the Bach in Simon Ches in Arachayim Simon Ches says a fascinating idea. So we have we generally we do mitzvahs. We don't do mitzvahs because there's a reason behind doing the mitzvah. We do the mitzvah because you do a mitzvah. Even the more talks about the idea of, of having of reasons behind mitzvahs, etc. But that's not why you do a mitzvah. Here we are. And the Torah says, in order that, there's a reason why we're doing this. So the Torah says there's three places in the Torah, and that's it. It says it by tzitzis, the mantis guru vasisem, put on t- where tzitzis in order that you'll remember Hashem's mitzvahs. It says by sukkahs, you should sit in a sukkah in order that to remember Hashem gave us a canopy of protection while we left Mitzrayim. You should know that Hashem put us in sukkahs when we left Mitzrayim. And over here it says, Laman Hashem so the Bach and Simon Ches suggests by these, by these three mitzvahs where the Torah says in order that if you don't fulfill the, the order that you're lacking in the mitzvah. If I put on tzitzahs and I don't think that the purpose of tzitzahs is to remind me about Hashem's mitzvahs so then I do not fulfill the mitzvah of tzitzahs. If I sit in a sukkah and I do not think about the fact the purpose of a sukkah is to remind me that Hashem gave us sukkahs when we, we, we left Mitzrayim. If I don't have that thought I do not fulfill the mitzvah of sukkah. If I put on tefillin and I do not think I do not fulfill the mitzvah of, of, mitzvah of tefillin. This is what the Bach, the Bach suggests. So these are unique mitzvahs in this sense. Now, when you talk about the, 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 the sukkah, we understand what that means. We do it in order that you should remember Hashem's mitzvahs. Sitzahs acts as a reminder for the mitzvahs. So that's the goal. You put on sitzahs and you think about, you think about reminder for the mitzvahs. The Chavaz Chaim actually suggests that what you do is you train yourself. We, 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 all, we all have our different ways we have reminders, and nowadays they're on the phone, but, you know, but whatever, right? Uh, soon they'll just have a chip they put in your head for you. But, you know, you have the, the, the good string around your finger, like my phone, that the reminder has this picture of a finger with a string around it, right? So our sisters are string, but what, the reminder has to be for something. So you train yourself to remember the main the mitzvahs which, we, which are applicable nowadays. He says, so you, you, learn, you, you learn a few mitzvahs and you memorize them. You learn a few more and you memorize them. So you'll know all of the mitzvahs out of the 613 mitzvahs which the Torah has, 270 apply nowadays. And the reminder for that, the symbol for that is, I'm sleeping, we're, we're, we've lost the base of we're not fully awake, but, but my heart is still awake. Air is, is going to match your 270. So he says, you'll memorize the 270 mitzvahs, not so hard, right? 270 mitzvahs, right? And every time you look at your mitzvahs, you remember, you remember all 270. That's the goal, the Chobos Chaim says. Okay? Quite an accomplishment. You sit in the sukkah, and you think, I'm sitting in a sukkah to remind me of the canopy of the protection Hashem gave to the Jews when they left Mitzrayim in the Midbar for 40 years. They had the protection. Whatever the opinion was of what it was, what the protection was, that's what they had. What exactly is the mantia and Teres Hashem Mephichah? You put on tefillin in order that the words of Hashem, Teres Hashem, should be in your mouth. What does that mean? So the Shulchan Aruch in Simon Chavhei, when, when, which is the first, first Simon talking about the mitzvah putting on tefillin, he says an interesting list of things that you should have in mind when you put on tefillin. And we'll show that they, they, they actually parallel to 
uh, before you put on many times before you do a mitzvah, there's a paragraph you say which reminds it talks about what the purpose what, remind us about the about, about the mitzvah that's usually associated with the, with the concept called the shem yichud. That's the, the that's the that's the starting word of most of those paragraphs, which is a kabbalistic formula about how to do mitzvahs in the proper way kabbalistically. So that's the shem yichud. That's the purpose. Over, that was a quite a disagreement whether you should say the Shem Yichud or not. So the Hasidim felt you should. Misnatim felt you shouldn't because if you don't know what you're talking about, you can make things worse. Right? But what's so interesting over here by Tefillin is if you look at it, it's actually there's two, two, two different parts to it. There's the Shem Yichud, and then there's the phrase Hidin Yimechav. And behold, I am having intent, and I make a list of, of what I'm having intent for, and it's based on the language of the Shulchan Aruch. So let me read you the language of the Shulchan Aruch. He says, When you put on tefillin, you should have in mind. Hashem commanded us to put on these four parshias. And these four parshias contain the parsha of Shema talks about Hashem as one. We see Mitzrayim, the parshias of, of Kadesh and Mohikivyecha talk about Yisit Mitzrayim. Alazroya Kenegat Halev, you put it on the, on the arm near the heart. While a roish you put it on the head near the, the brain. Remember Hashem's miracles. That they indicate Hashem's oneness. And he has total power to do whatever he wants. And then we then dedicate the service of our soul. We got Malay in the service of our heart, which is Ikar Hatayvis and Makshavis. So that's what the Shulchan Aruch says you have to have in mind. So if you look at the Parshiyas, and I think what the, what the Bach is saying is that the Torah of Hashem Mephichah that you have to have in mind is the, the Torah of these four places where the Torah gave the mitzvah of, of Tefillin. It's not talking about having the whole Torah in your mouth. That's going to be quite a challenge. It means the Torah of Hashem in conjunction with Tefillin. The four places where the Torah spoke about Tefillin, it gave certain concepts. The purpose of wearing Tefillin is to remind you of these concepts. In Laman, in order that Tiyas Hashem Mefichah, that the words of the, the the lessons of Hashem should be in your mouth. Which lessons? The lessons of these parshiyos. The lesson of the parsha of Shema, Hashem is one. That the parsha of Hayim Shemay, that you commit to serve a Kadosh Baruch Hu, you makabel omitzus. That the the, the parsha of Kadesh, that you that you remind Hashem to go out of Mitzrayim, and etc. So the the paragraph which which uh, which is introduces putting on tefillin. We basically say the same thing. It says, I'm a chavim when I put on and list the name of the four parashiyas. Sheyesh vam yichudu vachdusu yizbarach. Shmoy ba'olam and has Hashem's oneness. Vishinitzkoveh nisim niflos reminds us of Hashem's miracles. Shosimona ba'itzion on Mitzrayim, which he did when he took it out of Mitzrayim. Vashar lakarpa mshal ba'yim zhatin. He has total power, total dominion. Vitzibona l'niyat tefillin on the yad to remember Hashem's outstretched hand and it corresponds to the heart. We should commit our desires to Hashem, etc. So this paragraph basically perfectly paragraphs Parallels the Shulchan Aruch's language, so different than your average the Shem Yichud, which is this Kabbalistic concept. This is really rooted in the Shulchan Aruch. It's really rooted in a, in a tour before that, etc. So that's like the the fascinating thing over here. Now, let's say a person does not have that in mind. Does he fulfill the mitzvah? Is this it's going to be ma'akiv? Is this, is this determinative in the, the fulfillment of the mitzvah or not? Um, so that's that's the that, this is the question which Mishabura discusses, um, and he says in the name of the prima Godim, that you do fulfill the mitzvah. Bidi Evid, if a person does not have a mind, he would still have fulfilled the mitzvah. Um, it's not so simple 
because the Oracle Lanier wrote a sefer on the he wrote many sefer, but he wrote a sefer on Hilchus Sukkah and and, and Arba Minim, and in the, the it's called it's called Bikura Yaakov. It was the first sefer that he wrote. His name was Yaakov, so it's Bikura Yaakov. His Bikurim, his first fruits of Yaakov. He wrote the sefer Bikura Yaakov, and he says over there that you do not fulfill the mitzvah of Sukkah without having this intent. So a person sits on the sukkah and does not think about the fact that the sukkah reminds us of Hashem's protection we had in the midbar, you do not fulfill the mitzvah of sukkah. So again, you have, you have on your, somewhere on your, the wall of your sukkah, you have this thing that talks about this paragraph and it brings this posik. It's not just a nice flowery idea. According to the, the Kuryakov, this is, this is determinative of whether you fulfill the mitzvah or not. It's ma'akev. We would assume, according to the Kuryakov, that it would be true by tefillin as well, and by tzitzis as well. So Mr. Burr says it would come out a fascinating din. If a person puts out tzitzis and doesn't have this intent, you're wearing a four-corner garment without the mitzvah tzitzis, which is also to do. It's not just that you didn't do a mitzvah. You, you've, been, you've been actively been about the last say of wearing a four-corner garment without the mitzvah tzitzis. That's what he suggests would happen. Theoretically, according to him, if you'd be sitting in the sukkah, you'd be eating a meal, not in the sukkah. You're not, you're, not, you're not eating a meal the way a person would have to do it if it's the limits of sukkah. That's how far the, the, this would be taken. And the, the, the Bira Locha actually raises this point and suggested that that would be true. Um, just to segue that into a little bit of a general concept, there is a separate discussion called Mitzvah Srikha's Kavana. This is, a, this is a special kavanah which applies by these three mitzvahs, this intent of there's some lesson that it's teaching us or, or it's, it's, it's talking about a reminder about something which took place um, and we have to remember that. So that's by these three mitzvahs and that's unique to these three mitzvahs. There's a general concept called mitzvah trichos kavanah, which is a discussion in the Gemara whether mitzvah trichos kavanah or not. Now what does that mean? So the, Ramb- the Ramban <coughs> points out that everybody agrees that a person, when they do the mitzvah, they should do the mitzvah for the purpose of fulfilling Hashem's commands. You should do that. As a matter of fact, that that's not just a, a nice idea. It's a, it's a, there's a positive commandment in the Torah to do your mitzvahs for the purpose of serving Hashem. Where is that positive commandment? We say it every single day, two times a day. In the second paragraph of Shema, it says, You should serve Hashem with your heart. So the, the Ramah says that means you should daven. Which, which service is in the heart? It's referring to davening. And the Ramban said, there's a mitzvah of the rice to daven every single day. The Ramban disagrees on his, on his commentary on the, on the Sefer Mitzvah. He says, no, there's no mitzvah to daven every day. The Raisa, it's the Rabbana. The Raisa, you have a mitzvah to daven whenever there's a difficulty. We have a situation of difficulty. The Pasuk says, you should daven. Um, but if the, the average idea of davening every day doesn't apply. What does apply is um, so what does this mitzvah ulav de mechalavavcha mean? It means when you serve Hashem, you're over him. Do it with your heart. Do it with focus that you're serving Hashem. So it means every time you fulfill the mitzvah, you have actually two mitzvahs you can do. You can do the mitzvah, and if you do the mitzvah with the purpose of serving Hashem, you get a second mitzvah. And we would argue possibly all around, and if you don't, you lost the mitzvah that you're commanded to do, according to the Ramban. So mitzvah means you do a mitzvah. The, the argument is whether b'diyavad do you fulfill the mitzvah? But everybody agrees that the chachilo. Person, when they, any mitzvah you do, person should be doing it with the intent of serving Hashem, doing Hashem's commands. The idea of a mitzvah is that there's a commander, a commandee, and a command. Uh, I once had this fascinating. Uh, uh, there's a, there's a Jewish newspaper in Cleveland. I'm from, I'm from Cleveland, called the Cleveland Jewish News, and the Cleveland Jewish News once had an article written by a Reform Rabbi about that he doesn't like the name bar mitzvah. 
why we call the, why we call this person a bar mitzvah when we don't believe in mitzvahs? We don't believe in a commander or a command. I'm not, I'm not commanded. There's no commander and there's no commands. So why why should we call it a mitzvah? What's the bar mitzvah? There's no mitzvah, mitzvah or mitzvah. He says so. What should we call it instead? He says we should call it a ben Torah. <laughs> because we agree, even though the Torah in our mind is, it says it's not divine, but the Torah is what has kept the Jews alive for all the generations. Okay, that was his suggestion. But it's a fascinating point. The idea of mitzvah is that there's a commander, and there's a command, and, there's a, and I'm commanded. Commandee? Is that such a word? I don't know. Okay, we'll make it up, right? Okay, right? So, if, so the idea of mitzvah is you do the mitzvah with the purpose of because Hashem commanded it. That's what the words mean. That the the, the Archa Shulchan says, yeah, we have in, you have in mind two points, two words, the shemitz, the shemitz. That's all you have to think. The shemitz. You don't know fancy Kabbalistic intention. What it means, you think the shem doing it because there's a command. We pass in by derises mitzvah kavana, which means if a person would do a mitzvah without kavana, you're not yet to the mitzvah. However, he says that he brings on the brings on the that if a person from the Circumstances, it's obvious you're doing it because of the command. You know, I don't ever get up every morning and wrap black boxes on my arm and put the, you know, why am I doing it? Because Hashem commanded it. I, I don't usually blow ram's horns except for on one day a year. There's a reason why I'm doing it, all right, etc. So, all of those, it's obvious from my action why I'm doing it. But if, for example, he says, let's say you're benching with your children. I don't know why you're doing it. You might be doing it because you want to teach your children, you might be doing it because you want to, do, to bench yourself. So, over there, if you, were not, if you would not have specific intents, to fulfill the mitzvah benching, you would not be yotzer benching. You would have to bench again. That's Mishnah Berapostas. So he suggests actually you might be you might have two suggestions. He says either you should have specific intent, or or possibly the opposite, have intent not to be yotzer bench with your children and bench again a second time afterwards, and not to get involved in this question. The Biralocha and Simon Samach suggest that both possibilities are valid options. So. Um, uh, another example which, which the Mishabur talks about is a person gets an aliyah so I go up to the put, a, put the talus on now the halach is a meeker did a person wearing a talus which belongs to the tzibur you, you, it's now you're part of the tzibur so when, when you're using it it's, you have a right to the only time it sits as if it's yours it's mine it belongs to the tzibur I'm one of the tzibur I should, I should have intent to put me my kind of mitzvah sitzes so I put on the talus I don't intend to do the mitzvah now I'm in my vatel, the mitzvah putting on, wearing, wearing a talus with sitzes because I didn't have kavona. So he says you should have specific intent to fulfill. He said maybe the reason why nobody does that is because since you're only putting it for cover to zebra, not really to. Maybe that's a good excuse. He's not sure if that's a good excuse or not. But um, at least the idea that the chachila person should try to have a kavana over there. Um, by mitzvah rabbanon, the, the, the Magadrom says it's not ma'akev. The person by mitzvah rabbanon, even without kavana, you still be yotzei the mitzvah. By mitzvah the rice, it is ma'akev. Okay, so we we spoke about tefillin a little bit. Let's let's talk to the to the there's one one machshava point about tefillin, especially because tefillin is about machshava, as we saw already. A lot of machshava involved in the tefillin. So the puzzle says the manti So the nitziv in his pirush hamikdaber says that 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 if, if we're saying tefillin teaches you all these lessons, we have to assume that Torah for sure should teach you all these lessons. If, if the idea of wearing tefillin is to get this lesson on the cross that Hashem is one and He has power over the whole world and He's taken out of the Torah and I'm going to commit my mind and my and my, my my soul and my heart to Him, if that's what it means, so we would assume that that's definitely going to be true when we're talking about wearing, learning Torah that it should be done as such. Now we understand that there's two ways to learn Torah. Rashiva, my Rashiva tells Rashiva Regifter. We talk about this regularly. This is one of his. We used to say that any shmuz the shiva would start, whatever the, shmuz, the topic was, the chachila, it would end up being about 
learning Torah. I don't care where he started, but the, the, the conversation moved back to learning Torah. That's where it ended up. Um, and then he talked about Torah, his eyes would light up, etc. So the Rashiva would, would, would talk about this idea that when we're learning Torah, I think, I, I'm going to give him a muscle, which he didn't use, but I think the correct way to understand what it means to learn Torah, it's not an interesting study. I mean, I happen to enjoy math. I happen, you know, some people like that. Um, um, uh, people like chess, people like uh, Sudoku, crosswords. It's an interesting challenge, is, right? So Torah is a fascinating intellectual challenge. That's not why you learn Torah. Says so the muscle, which uh, when I used to explain it is um, in the good old days when the Hassan would write letters to their kalas, right? So a kala gets a letter from her uh, from her chassan. She doesn't read it one time. She doesn't read it two times. She reads it multiple times. She puts it away. She pulls it out a few days later. She looks at it again. Ah, a letter from my chassan. And she has a big smile on her face while she's reading it. All right, she's enjoying the letter from her chassan. She puts away in a box, and next thing you know, you know, a few months later, she's she oh the box. She pulls it out, and the next thing you know, afraid about houseworkers, she's reading letters from her husband. Right? You walk in, you know, Pesachina, you know, you walk in and you see your wife on the bed with this dreamy smile on her face. You know what happened? She found the box with the letters. Right? Now imagine you're reading the letter, and she doesn't understand what what he said, and she's trying to figure out what did he mean. It would bother her very much. I need to know what my husband wrote me. I need to figure it out. It's important to me because it's, it's been sent to me by somebody that is very dear to me that I love very much and I need to know what he said. That's how you learn Torah. The person who learns Torah is because it's something which is set to us, it's given to us by the one who's most dear to us. Hashem loves us. Hashem cares about us and He wants to give us direction for life and He, wants, he cares about And we need to know what He said. We need to figure it out. So if we, we, why is that so important to us? Because He's the one who's the Echot. He's the one who's the source of everything. We have, and we're doing this because we understand we need to commit back to him as, as a wife commits to a husband. That's how we look at it. We look at it from that, at that, that angle and we understand that that's the goal and that's the purpose of what it means to learn Torah. So the, the, the point that Siva is saying that if tefillin act as the symbol, the reminder that we, we are Hashem's, in Hashem's service constantly and that's what we have to think about, we would assume that would be, that would be so much more so when we learn Torah properly. Um, that... We'll say a few points. Of it. Just, uh, first of all, the, the share today, I want to thank Rabbi Avakon that the uh, share was sponsored today. Leonish was his mother, Dina Bas Avram Abba Hakayim. Okay. Um, I, I just also want to mention that my mother in law passed away this week, and the, the, the Levi was earlier this week. And um, just this thought of the, the way a wife committed to a husband, I'll just tell you one cute story. My, my, my mother was was you know, was European, so she grew up in, that, in the world of, the, of a, re, a regal woman. You know, I, so my father-in-law never made a cup of coffee; it just didn't happen. He get up, he get up five o'clock in the morning, you know, but he needed a cup of coffee. My mother made the cup of coffee for him. That's what a mother wife does. You know, he came back from a shear at ten o'clock at night, needed a snack. My mother-in-law made, took care of it. So once we're sitting by the table, my wife served me dessert. She served dessert on paper plates. And myself included. And my mother in law says, Your husband? The husband, you don't serve on paper plates. Your, your guests? That's fine. Your husband, you serve on China. <coughs> That's how the wife is Mara, was Marika husband. My father in law one time asked, um, it's, um, He says, Rama says that husband is a melech in the house. She says, What makes a husband a melech in the house? So, I, so he told me that he had, once asked Rabbi Yaku this question. I said, Daddy, excuse me. You were the melech in the house. Mommy made you the melech in the house. It was very simple how you were the melech in the house. But that was part of the, 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 this idea. But we, we could transfer that thought to our relationship with Hashem. That Klai is wed to Hashem, as it were. And that's why we learned her. That's how we learned her. Okay.